good morning good morning good morning and welcome back to honey sugar iced tea with your host elizabeth that is me as always i want to thank you all for tuning in i know you could be listening to anything anywhere at any time but for whatever reason you are choosing to listen to me so i thank you so much for that um i was gonna wait to to go ahead and do this uh podcast because as always i am in the studio uh just got off work so to those of you who work third shift shout out hope y'all are doing good hope y'all are staying focused on your way home please get there safely if you are at home getting ready to get up and go to work please do your best to arrive at work safely as well safety is very very important I think too many times we take for granted just the ability to leave home and come back safely, you know, being able to leave home and you come back alive and come back well and come back in the same place that or the same space that you left it in. We take that for granted. So I definitely want to make sure that I I ask you all and encourage you to do your best to stay as safe as possible or within your own power. I want to talk today about death, dying, and decisions. Um, I may sound a little bit off, and that's for two reasons. First and foremost, I'm tired. So I have had a long two days, really three days, but the last two especially have been really, really long. Yesterday, while I was at work, one of my residents, transitioned and I was the person who happened to go in and discover that the transition had been complete so um that kind of has me and my feelings she's that she was actually a really really spunky older lady very very um energetic she had a couple different things going on with her that it was expected she was going to pass away but prior to it getting to the point to where she was actively transitioning she was a very very spunky energetic um i can't think of the word but uh sharp sharp that's the word she's a very sharp person she had this really really pretty nice curly gray hair and these really 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 pretty green eyes it was almost like the green if you've ever been on a cruise and you go to like a different country you see the the green that the water is when you get to the different country not the american green but the other country green that's what color her eyes were so um i'm definitely in my feels about that and i ask that you guys keep her family her children her grandchildren in your prayers as they embark on the decisions that they have to make due to her passing uh the other portion as well as to why I sound the way I do I'm tired I'm very very tired I have been working and I'm working towards the goal so I'm picking up a lot of overtime and I'm having to drive from this place to that place and get this done and get that done in the meantime I still have to be a full-time mom so I can't tell you what the last time I got a good night's rest. I know I slept Monday, but that I wouldn't say was necessarily rest. Uh, 
it's funny how we can go to sleep and not rest and we can rest and not go to sleep you know but i guess i don't i guess that's just a human thing it's not like we can talk to the different animals to try to figure out whether or not they experience the same thing but i think it's always funny or ironic or maybe ironic is not the word that you can sleep and not rest and you can rest and not sleep for me i think and i've always heard this that when you're sleeping you are at a point to where you're close to death because you're you're lying there and your breathing slows and your heart rate slow and all of your organ functioning slows as well but you're as close as you'll get to death without dying until it's time in that process of death and there's a lot of a lot of things that go on with that I've seen it myself personally from having to watch somebody that I love die, finding somebody that I loved deceased, uh, as well as working in the medical field with the dead and the dying. You know, I've worked in hospice, I've worked in nursing homes, assisted living, psychiatric, I worked in various different places. So at various different times, I have seen residents transition whether it was unexpected it was unexpected it was an overdose i've seen family members as well you know go whether it's expected or unexpected and each each time is a little bit different each time is a little bit more like wow like this is really something that we can all do this is something that's going to happen for everybody and we just have to make the best of it so in doing so a lot of the the dying process you know i've seen families fight over bodies even before the body is cold i've seen you know certain cousins steal from the dead not my cousins because you know um they know i don't get down like that i snitch i sing like a dog on canary he did it she did it they all did it but it wasn't me it wasn't me um <laughs> yeah so i mean i've seen when i say cousins i mean of other families but i've seen i've seen a lot i've seen people act plum dumb when it comes to somebody dying like you're fighting over things that don't belong to you you're fighting over situations that happen 20 and 30 years ago and you probably weren't even born but you mad because your mama mad and your mama mad because your grandmama was mad and grandmama mad because she just is you know she don't even remember what the whole situation about but she's upset too so you're you're carrying around all these emotions for other people um i've also seen to where the person let's say that you have someone dying and there's a family member or a friend who chooses to take the burden and i do say burden it's an honor but it's also a burden to take care of someone who is dying because it's a lot like let's just go ahead and be real it's a lot it's a whole lot it's mentally physically emotionally and financially draining as well as every other lead there is it's a lot now in most cases does the dying person appreciate it yes they do because they know that they could be anywhere and they could be worse and you know they could be in a position to where nobody wanted to take care of them or nobody could take care of them so it's very much appreciated but at the same time you do experience a lot of different emotions when you're caring for someone that's getting ready to die um there's this hierarchy or uh psychological i think it's not it may not be psychological 
I think it is psychological. Um, I learned about, well, I'll put it this way. I learned about it in psychology class. And that's where we just going to put that at. So we're going to say it's a psychological model because that's where I learned it from. But there's this thing called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. And one of the, actually, no, there is the hierarchy of needs, which is important, but, okay, well then, yeah, yeah, okay, so the hierarchy of needs is important, and y'all, just, again, follow me, you know how my mind works, um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a pyramid with five different sections on that pyramid, so, there's your basic needs, which is food, water, shelter. Um, you have your uh, next set of needs, which is emotional. And it's like three other ones. Y'all can look it up. It, it, Google it. Everybody's on Google for everything else, so y'all can Google it. But there, there's that. And then there's um, this other model called the... Uh, it's by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross called the parts of uh, the five stages of grief. Again, y'all bear with me. I'm tired, but I'm, we gonna, we gonna get through this together, okay? So, I know I can't hear y'all, but in my mind, I just imagine y'all telling me, go ahead, get it out, say what you got to say. So, I'm gonna say what I got to say, and hopefully y'all love it again. Hopefully y'all share it with somebody. But I'm going to be done in a minute. I'm not an airhead. I'm not spaced out. I'm just tired. And I'm trying to keep myself up because I'm driving. And I know that sounds crazy. But talking helps me to have something else to do and not be doing something. So, as I said before, there's a, this model called the Five Stages of Grief. And it's by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And in those stages, it's called, uh, a lot of people like to call it, Dabna or shorten the stages by calling them Dabna. Denial, anger, bargaining, um, I think it's depression and acceptance. So within those, you may experience all of those before the person passes away. You may experience them after. You may experience them, you know, in waves. It may take weeks, days, months, years, but you're gonna feel all of those at some point you know you're gonna feel denial like no this person is not dying no we're not doing this i i don't want to hear this and then you're gonna get angry and it's like okay well i just i don't care and no this isn't happening like it's a lot of stuff that goes on you know i've had people and i've had family members try and be like well god you know if you take this illness from them and give it to me then I'll be okay or you know let me tithe more and heal them or let me sacrifice more or let let me not do something and God you know instead of taking them take me you know I've 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 seen it believe it or not I've said it myself I honestly and truthfully have um went through a situation years ago where I lost someone really really close to me and I think I experienced all of that in just one while within finding out you know that they had passed away and it was very devastating to me you know I felt like I was alone I felt unhappy I felt 
you know, like the rug had been pulled from up under me because it was it was very unexpected this person had passed away. So I definitely want people to understand that it's okay to feel any emotion that you feel when it's coming towards your grief or coming towards the stages the stages of dying. As I mentioned to my resident's daughter yesterday, you know, you shouldn't be upset about anything. You know, don't be upset about how you feel, don't be upset about crying. Don't feel any type of ne- type of negative connotation to your feelings in reference to an experience that no one else is experiencing right now but you. Because at that point in the time, she hadn't notified anyone else in her family that her mother had passed away. But even still, she was there experiencing the death of her mother in her face. She knew it was coming. She knew it was something to expect. But when it actually did happen, it still was a lot. You know, who doesn't want their mom around? Who isn't really close to their mom? And even if they're not close to them, you know, I don't know a whole lot of people that just wish death on their their parent or mother rather and then still will be like okay oh well she's dead you know that's not my problem so i get it one of the other things that i was telling her that is that you know when you're experiencing these things you have to let it be what it is you have to experience it let it be what it is and then move accordingly i'm not going to say move on but i'm going to say move accordingly because you never know what that feeling will lead you to do. You never know what that emotion will have you thinking. So I think it's very, very important uh, that you guys keep that particular... What is it I'm trying to say? I think it's very important that you you keep the energy of feeling whatever it is that you feel when you're getting ready to experience a death. Um... Another thing about dying for me is that when it's expected, you know, like I said, I wanted to talk about death, dying, and decisions. When it's expected, we as the, I guess, the non-dying or the non-actively dying people, we have to make decisions. We have to, in some cases, we have to plan funerals. We have to plan our schedules. We have to make sure that we're there for that person and we do what we need to do for that person so it's very important that we make the necessary decisions for everyone involved you know to give the primary caretaker a break if you're not the primary caretaker if you are the primary caretaker making sure that there's someone you trust there with that person so they're not getting taken advantage of or you know no one is mistreating them you know it's a lot of decisions that have to be made so in doing this one thing that I want to say is if you're the type of person who feels like if you're let's say it's your mom or your dad we'll go with your dad um let's say that your dad is sick he has like a terminal illness and he's dying and he's not looking like himself and you know you're used to seeing him one way but in the process of dying you're going to see him another way so your decision is that you don't go see him at all until afterwards how is that any better how was that any better at all? Because you know that nine times out of ten, your father is looking for you. Your father has an expectation or a desire for you to be there. And you're not there based on your own feelings, your own emotions, what your own brain is telling you to do. I'm not exactly certain how that works. But in my opinion, I feel like that's a little bit selfish. Because, you know, depending on who it is, and I will say that, let, let me go back. Depending on who it is, I feel like it can be a little bit selfish. 
but I feel like when you have children yes you start your own family but you also have to think about what's important you know as a whole like bridging that gap you know making sure that the kids have a relationship with their grandparents making sure that the grandparents have a good relationship with the other side of the grandparents you have to make decisions every day are you going to get a full tank gas or half tank gas you know when you go in the gas station are you going to buy snacks you're not going to buy snacks all of that is taken into consideration so when i say that one must take these things into consideration it's important that you take these things into consideration because you have to try to understand how this other person feels how the dying person feels let's say that this person has three children and or your one child is there taking care of them all day every day the other two children may be in Timbuktu and the other one may be in Alaska but the child that's there all day is the one that she berates she yells at and she gets upset with you know and that's only because I'm the only that I'm when I say I'm I mean that only child is the only one there um We're going to come back to this. We're, we're, we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to come back to this. I got a couple things that I want to kind of get out before I'm finished with this podcast. And I feel like I'm just kind of going all over them. But again, please forgive me because as I mentioned before, I'm just getting out work from pretty much a 17 and a half hour shift. And I haven't had any sleep and I'm still driving. So what I'm going to do is cut this episode off. If you would like to delve more into this episode, please let me know so that I can go a little bit deeper into my thoughts. And you guys have a good day until we meet again. As always, I love you and I always will share this with a friend, a teacher, or a podcast. And I hope to hear from you soon.